January 31st, Matthew chapter 20, verse 29, through chapter 21, verse 22. As Jesus and the disciples left the city of Jericho, a huge crowd followed behind. Two blind men were sitting beside the road. When they heard that Jesus was coming that way, they began shouting, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd told them to be quiet, but they only shouted louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped in the road and called, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said, we want to see. Jesus felt sorry for them and touched their eyes. Instantly they could see. Then they followed him. As Jesus and the disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethphage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into the village over there, he said, and you will see a donkey tied there, with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them here. If anyone asks what you are doing, just say, The Lord needs them and he will immediately send them. This was done to fulfill the prophecy, Tell the people of Israel, Look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, even on a donkey's colt. The two disciples did as Jesus said. They brought the animals to him and threw their garments over the colt, and he sat on it. Most of the crowd spread their coats on the road ahead of Jesus, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. He was in the center of the procession, and the crowds all around him were shouting, Praise God for the Son of David! Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Praise God in highest heaven! The entire city of Jerusalem was stirred as he entered. Who is this? they asked. And the crowds replied, It's Jesus! the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the merchants and their customers. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the stalls of those selling doves. He said, The scriptures declare, My temple will be called a place of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him, and he healed them there in the temple the leading priests and the teachers of religious law saw these wonderful miracles and heard even the little children in the temple shouting, Praise God for the Son of David. But they were indignant and asked Jesus, Do you hear what these children are saying? Yes, Jesus replied. Haven't you ever read the Scriptures? For they say, You have taught children and infants to give you praise. Then he returned to Bethany, where he stayed overnight. In the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry, and he noticed a fig tree beside the road. He went over to see if there were any figs on it, but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, May you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. The disciples were amazed when they saw this and asked, How did the fig tree wither so quickly? Then Jesus told them, I assure you, if you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, 
may God lift you up and throw you into the sea. And it will happen. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. This week's Bible meditation, Psalms 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Hi, everybody. My name is Jesse Ralston, and I am in second phase here at the Refuge. Uh, My early life growing up was fairly normal. Uh, My parents did get divorced when I was very young, like two years old, so I don't really remember them being together. But outside of that, I had a a pretty normal upbringing. Uh, My mom did have to work a lot just to make sure we got by and that, you know, I had the things I needed growing up. Um, But other than that, everything was pretty good. I made really good grades um, throughout school, uh, was in sports, really enjoyed that, and I did excelled until about my junior year of high school. Uh, when I really started to get into mainly alcohol and marijuana. It was really just a weekend thing uh, throughout my high school years. Um, but because of doing that kind of stuff, I my grades started to slip, and uh, I lost a lot of the opportunities that I had for after high school. Um, I ended up actually having to take correspondence courses, quite a few of them, just to graduate. So when I did graduate, I didn't have any money for school, so some of the plans that I had made earlier were not an option. So due to that and family tradition, I joined the Army out of high school. Um, I did that, um, started drinking fairly heavily during that time. Uh, It was just kind of a part of the culture there, and uh, I actually ended up meeting my wife while I was was in the Army. Um, When I got out of the Army, I came back to Ohio, Um, found a job. My wife and I got married and had our first son, but during this time I was drinking more and more uh, as time progressed. Um, It started to affect my job. I never lost a job for drinking, like at the job or anything, but it did affect my performance, so I did go through a few jobs. Um, During this time, as I started drinking more and more, I started adding different drugs into the mix, whether it be cocaine, um, opiate painkillers, a lot of hallucinogenics, anything I could really get my hands on as well. So as time progressed on over the couple years, I developed a severe physical dependency on alcohol. Um, Once again, uh, it had started to affect our finances and we ended up moving in with my in-laws because we just, I had just kind of squandered everything we had. And uh, during that time, it was made a stipulation to me that um, drinking or any drug use of any kind was not an option while I lived with them. Well, I really took that to heart for about a week. And um, it became very obvious that I was still doing the same things, so my in-laws asked me to leave their house. I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't have any money. Um, and didn't really have any, any prospects of what to do with my life. I remember being in a hotel room that I had spent the last little bit of money I had on and being in the the bathroom of that hotel room and just breaking down. Um, I had grown up with church and a relationship with God throughout my life, but I had turned away from that 
uh, in my teenage years and never never really looked back. And while I was in this hotel room for the first time in years, I, had br- I broke down and just started crying and you know asking God to please do something, please show me some way to go, give me some kind of break. And I have to admit, at the time, it was a bit of a shallow prayer of, you know, God, just give me a place to stay, just give me a way to make some money just to get by until I can get back on my feet. Um, there was really, there, it wasn't a prayer for God, show me how to change. It was just, God, help me, help me fix the immediate situation. Um, the next day, I woke up and I got a text message from my mother-in-law with a link to the refuge's website. Um, looking back, I know that you know God might not have given me the answer to that prayer that I had asked for at the time, but it was the answer that I needed. So that was on a Thursday. The following Monday, I was at the Church of Veritas. Um, I was accepted into the ministry, and that evening, I was at the farm down in Vinton County. Uh, I was here for... So about two-thirds of the way through third phase, um, everything was going very well um, up until I had to have surgery in third phase. And I had a lot of time to spend by myself, get in my head. I started to become less transparent. Um, I stopped relying on my brothers the way I should. And as things like that piled up and I was keeping things to myself, I went home on a home visit. Um, I drank and, in turn, was then released from the ministry. Uh, When I got home, I was homeless for a month. Um, I was able to get a job, get back on my feet, but I did turn almost completely away from God. And uh, in the gospel, it talks about... It was better to have never known God than to have known Him and turned away from Him, and that is very much the truth. Uh, I thought I had it together over the year that I was gone, but once again I fell more and more and more back into alcoholism until I finally hit complete rock bottom again. I thought that I had the first time, but I truly did the second time. Um, I didn't know what to do, I didn't know where to go. All I knew, the only, the only place that I could possibly think of was the refuge. That I was able to recognize that there's, the situation I was in was because I had turned my life away from God. And I got a hold of um, a brother that I was here with before. He was there to pick me up. And I spent the weekend with him and was back here on a Monday. Uh, when I first got to the church... There was a lot of shame and guilt that I felt in the way that I left the first time and the circumstances that I was coming back in this time. Um, The minute I got here to the house in Lancaster, all of that went away. I realized that I was right back where God wanted me to be, that he had put something before me a year ago that I didn't finish, and it was time for me to do it again. Um... The love that I felt right off the bat from new brothers and brothers that I had had before uh, just overwhelmed me again. And there was no doubt in my mind that this is right where I needed to be, that God brought me back down again so I could finish out what he had set before me to begin with. So here I am, um, maybe 
My story can help somebody else out there who might be teetering on the fence, but Christ is working through this ministry, and he has a plan for each and every one of us. It might not happen on our time frames, but believe that he does have great things planned for every single one of us. So I love you guys, and have a great day. Psalm 25, verses 16 through 22. Turn to me and have mercy on me, for I am alone and in deep distress. My problems go from bad to worse. Oh, save me from them all. Feel my pain and see my trouble. Forgive all my sins. See how many enemies I have and how viciously they hate me. Protect me. Rescue my life from them. Do not let me be disgraced, for I trust in you. May integrity and honesty protect me, for I put my hope in you. O God, ransom Israel from all its troubles. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 12 through 15. Here is a description of worthless and wicked people. They are constant liars, signaling their true intentions to their friends by making signs with their eyes and feet and fingers. Their perverted hearts plot evil. They stir up trouble constantly, but they will be destroyed suddenly, broken beyond all hope of healing.